Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, discussing all things audiobooks with the authors that write the stories and the narrators that perform them. Brought to you by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. So there you go. Oh, yeah. see, you did not. And then I'm also going Zoom. It's not like you don't know people that work in the uh, recording industry to get a better voice than that, but all right. Right. (laughs) I am going to do a quick intro and then the first question is going to be to tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been narrating and how you got started and we go from there. Okay. And I just want to make sure that I am pronouncing your name correctly. Cindy K. Yep. Okay. Making sure. All right. Hi everyone and welcome to season five, episode seven of the Audio of Eleven podcast. Today I am chatting with narrator Cindy Kay. Welcome to the podcast, Cindy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat with you. Also, congratulations on the Sultry Listener Award nominations that you've gotten. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, there's so many. I mean, um, there's so many incredible people listed there. I'm kind of, yeah, just anything yeah if i could be included great yay thank you (laughs) (laughs) well this is it it was it's you know the fans nominate you guys so it's one of those someone loves on you and there your name gets there you're like yeah it is nice i wanted to say congratulations on that um let's start by having you tell us a little bit about yourself how long you've been narrating and how you got started i uh started going i started maybe getting interested in like 2017 um uh, threw myself in total 100% uh, uh, acting, uh, went, signed up for acting classes like immediately is the, like, the very first thing, and then started getting coaching, blah, blah, blah. So uh, got lucky enough to get full time um, in 2019. And so I've been doing it since then. So, um, so yeah. So yeah, you and, have like 200 plus books at this point. Yeah, actually, I just hit, um, I mean, uh, with the pseudonym and blah, blah, um, I think it's about 312. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's kind of annoying that, you know, it's it's only listed on one name on Audible. So it's like never quite looks as high as it is. Oh, my God damn it. Okay. Well, even then that because sometimes you have pre-orders that are listed, but you also recorded books that have yet to be either published or listed up for pre-order. So, you know, you've had. Oh, yeah, that's true. So that's it's true, like, that's true. I didn't yeah, think about those. and we yeah. usually use Audible as the uh, counting, you know, the thing for us. Right. How many tops? So I, I, I hear your frustration. I think I had someone was going, hey, you're reaching about 500 soon. Are you going to do anything? And he goes, woman, I've had 500 for the past six months. They just haven't released yet. I'm <laughs> like, damn it. Sorry. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, yeah, it, it shouldn't mean anything except for like a little a little gold star. But I'm like, yay, this well, one's coming out. But yeah. it's, <laughs> in, in a world where a lot of things don't matter, you know, it's just, it's but it's also a celebration of the work that you've done. Right. And whether it's one book or 500, you're going towards something and you're doing this work. And so it needs to be celebrated. So, you know, yeah, that's good. thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So if you just started narrating and you you just did one book, yay for you. Now let's go to the next one. If you're still into it, fascinating. Great. Let's go to the next one. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all, yeah, the whole journey has been kind of, it's been so exciting. So it's just, um, yeah, it is nice to celebrate, to celebrate little milestones. Mm -hmm. And you also narrate in different genres. Um, Yeah. So how did that come into, what made you decide to, you know, kind of want to say jump around, but not really. I mean, it's not really like you're jumping. It's just that you're, you know, was that uh, something that you were strategically planning on doing specific different genres or was it one of those like, oh, that sounds interesting. Audition. 
<laughs> um, yeah, no, I think it was, I think somebody told me very wisely that, um, that you, um, uh, you don't really pick, need to pick a niche going in because you don't really know what you're a, a good fit for or what other people will like to hear you in. So just audition your ass off and mm-hmm. see, <laughs> see what, uh, what you get hired for and boom, there's your niche. You know, mm-hmm. so other, you know, listeners and producers, casting directors will tell you, you don't really need to pick because, you know, just like in dating, if you like, you know, married the very first person you dated, yeesh, you know, that, that might not work out so well. <laughs> so like if I went in and just like picked the very first one that I was interested in, um, I probably would have picked very badly and, you know. So, so yeah, so it's just nice to trust people who, you know, trust the professionals to know what they're doing. Right. <laughs> yeah. But with also being said that in, in that you do have, and you have a pseudonym, mm-hmm. and I know sometimes uh, the narrators are either open about it and they're like, oh, yeah, I also never read under XYZ. And others are like, yeah, I have another name. And then silence. Uh, it, <laughs> which is like, okay, we're not going there. Uh, and there's various reasons why people would use a pen name slash pseudonym with no real need to justify it. We just, as listeners, as readers, we just have to respect that. So when it comes down to you and your pseudonym and the auditions, is, is, are you thinking about like which name to use? Are they coming to you and saying, hey, is this, is this going to be a Cindy title? Is this going to be another title? Um, how does that, how do you work with that? Um, I'm, I'm actually kind of only starting a little bit with the with the pseudonym, okay. and it's really only more for like a dark romance, mm-hmm. um, like more heavier erotica stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really more just to kind of separate it from a lot of the other stuff I do, just mainly keeping keeping listeners in mind, so that when they're looking for like, hey, let's let's you know bring my eight year old daughter here to Audible and let's look up um appropriate books. Oh God, not that one. Oops, sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> like just kind of keeping um keeping things a little bit uh, friendlier for for different audiences. Yeah, and I can't really decide. Before I was in this, I was in teaching for like eons, and so oh. that was another reason um, yeah. because you know, Lord knows, you don't need your students coming to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right now that's been a, a, a conversation because I mean, we all read. I mean, I can't, okay, so maybe not all of us, but I know I was reading adult romance books, Harlequin. Uh, you know, when I was in high school, but th- that's because yeah. they didn't. You know, YA didn't exist back then. There wasn't, it was only like right. middle grade. So you jump from middle grade to full-blown adults in as far as literature goes and why it wasn't really a, a category at the time. But right. then again, I said it was Harlequin. And back in the day, it wasn't as... Um, that was YA. That was YA. I mean, it was like, a lot of it was behind closed doors. A lot of times it was like, hey, what are they doing back there? You're like, don't want to know. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. You know, and things like that. And now... Haunting Adeline is being read in middle school. And you're like, no. Um, and I'm like, that's <laughs> not age appropriate. I mean, like, I, 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 again, I was reading adult books in high school, but it's there was there was a difference. Right. So I can totally understand wanting to differentiate the work as far as the difference potential of whether it's the violence or the, the steamy behind the scenes and not so in behind the scenes. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, 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 right. 
Yeah. So it's just, is that something that's uh, not, because again, I know sometimes you guys are open about it. Other times you're not. Have you, since you're new in that journey, have you figured out what you're doing with your pseudonym as of right now? Or No, um, no, I haven't. So I, yeah, I guess, I guess maybe I won't say right now, but, oh, um, yeah, no. but I'm, I wasn't, sure, wasn't like, going to ask, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, yeah, I, I don't really know yet, mm-hmm. but I'm sure, um, you know, it's kind of in the, and inevitability that it'll get out eventually, but it's also not a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I, I haven't decided, I don't know okay. what I feel about it yet. Yeah. I mean, and that's not anything that needs to be decided right now. I, I think that sometimes right. the, when I've spoken to listeners and readers, their rush, most of the rationale behind wanting to know is because they love how you narrate and they just want more books. And their whole thing is is that. And that's usually the intent behind it, which is great for you guys. Um, Unfortunately, there's also those individuals are like, they want to be more of the, oh, I know who that is. I know who that person is. And it becomes a wanting up of everybody else. And I'm like, sit down and shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Right. 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 There are children present. (laughs) Well, again, you know, it it doesn't, the, the reason behind it does shouldn't matter to us as the listeners and the readers. That's a good it, point. Yeah. Because if I come out right now, as you know, everyone knows me as Viviana, if I come out tomorrow with being wanting to call Margaret for whatever the reason, it should be respected. Right. That's a great point. And I shouldn't have to explain myself <laughs> what I want. I like that. Yeah. I'm stealing it. I like Bruh, it. By all means. Yeah. So you, because you've narrated in different genres, from mystery to romance, I mean, you've you've run the gamut and all that stuff. I'm going to ask, is there a favorite that you like to narrate? There isn't. And I, I feel uh, this uh, one, one of the producers that I was talking to was laughing at me because I said um, that, that I was a book whore, basically. And I'm just interested in all of it. I'm kind of in love with all of it. And it's hard to, it's hard to pick a child, you know? So I just, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't think I could pick a genre. What I do like is the variety. So sometimes I like mixing up doing, you know, a week of nonfiction followed by a light rom-com followed by a mystery, you know? So I just like the variety. I think um, what I wouldn't really be so into is, you know, three months of one genre that, that might be a little bit. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the good thing with the romance is there is so many subgenres within that genre itself. So even if you were doing three oh, months yeah, of, of romance, yeah. for an example, one day, you know, one week could be romantic comedy, then you have your shifters and then you That's have your sci fi or you have your YAs, your appropriate <laughs> That's YAs. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mean, romance is its own whole gigantic genre. So, yeah. Yeah. So, it's a good point. Yeah. So that that's one. Yeah. <laughs> but I can, I can totally it. understand not wanting to be stuck, you know, doing a, a you know, medical memoir or something like that for a week. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Or right, politics. Right. I'm like, yeah, no, I need to stabby stabby something. Give me a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Give me a whodunit because I'm about to. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Is How there am I a- supposed to keep my emotional balance without this right? variety? Yes. <laughs> And a lot of you guys have said that a lot of you guys have mentioned the the balancing acts um, when it comes down to these performances, because it is this is what I feel, you know, feel like what you guys do is a performance. 
And when you are performing it, you're having to be in this mindset, whether it's that emotional scene or that fun lovey-dovey one or that monotonous medical memoir that you're recording, you're in a mindset of sorts. And and it's important to have that variety and be able to get out of it. Otherwise, it could be very dark and, and lonely, aside from being in the booth. <laughs> you yeah, guys right. describe that as well as dark and lonely. And I'm like, y'all can put some lights in there, you know? <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. And just kind of living for the author's words, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's sometimes, sometimes the lines or the moments, or the scenes mm-hmm. are just, yeah, you just kind of get in that lovely book stoner haze, you know, afterwards. It's like, oh, well, you want to bring truth to the work that they've done. And yeah, especially on those emotional scenes, whether it's, the heroine getting over someone and finalizing her own power or that moment where the right. bantering becomes that steaminess. Like I'm just going to grab you right. up against the wall. Ooh, <laughs> right. <laughs> or you keep talking. I'm going to throw this frying pan at you. I don't care if it's supposed <laughs> to be a romantic comedy. <laughs> right. But in a sexy way. Right. Well, I'm sure that becomes that. That's when it becomes a, ro- a romantic suspense because now he's being right. attacked by a weapon, but he thinks it's hot. <laughs> Right, 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 right. Yeah, Riley Edwards <laughs> yeah. always cracks up when I'm like, so what do you make it go kaboom now after they're making out? Uh, she writes romantic suspense. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Because you've narrated also so many genres and you don't have so much of a favorite, but is there one that you have yet to narrate in that you're like, ooh, I can't wait to get into that? Oh, God, good question. Um, I think I think I've always loved uh, cozy mysteries, and I know you know it's kind of a um, some people love it, some people hate it, but it's always kind of just a comfort read, and it's it's always really lovely. So those um, I do love. Um, I have done a few, but you know they're they're not a ton. Um, I love 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 bantery rom coms, just the banter. I. Yeah, I love that. And, and I have done those, but, you know, more is always welcome. I don't think there's an upper limit for that. Um, I think uh, a little while ago, I would have said horror because, uh, you know, I just, I'm, I'm just chicken and I just can't, I, I need to sleep. And horror is not conducive. But I tried it maybe a year and a half ago or a year ago or something. And, um, and it totally opened all of these doors. And I, I loved, I loved the story. And I think it was because I realized there's a difference between like zombies or like scary things that are happening outside of you, outside of the main character. So you can go, you know, it's you against them or you and your gang against them versus like ghosts or like uh, emotional, you know, like beings living in your head like i'm not sure i could do that (laughs) yeah funny enough a lot of the romance authors that i've spoken with in the years i've asked that question like if you if if there's a genre that you haven't written that you'd like to be a lot of them are going to horror and i'm like who hurt you uh (laughs) some of it is pretty awesome yes Uh, i started in some cases but i've but that's also been the conversation where I think a lot of times nowadays when people say horror, you're automatically thinking about gusts, you know, guts bursting, blood throwing everywhere. Very gory, like visually gory, icky, no, 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 no kind of things. And there's an emotional, psychological thing to horror when it's, you know, when it's done right, too. Um, 
that you try right. to figure out what that looks like and, and how scary it can be to just be in your own head. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, th- I think that that one is, um, has a lot of promise um, for me, for me um, anyway. Uh, I'm just curious about yeah. it. So yeah. Well, guys, you heard it here now. She's interested in doing some horror. So look <laughs> <laughs> a girl up. <laughs> <laughs> but also Bantry rom-com. Yes, hey, Bantry. Bantry rom-com horror. Yeah. Yes. That, <laughs> you know what? There's probably an author going, huh, I think yeah. I can do that. And why yeah. not? Yeah. I mean, there's got to be something in there. I mean, recently, I think there was a, a book that came out where, which was a dark romance. And it was one of those where he's a killer, but she's also a killer. So they're going on a killing spree together. And you're going, oh, how romantic. Um, hey, <laughs> so, I think I just read one like that. <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of fun. I mean, you read it and then, you know, you get out of the booth and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, do I need help? Uh, do I need a rest? <laughs> but, you know, it's weirdly fun. Yeah. In this case, the, think- the narrator sounded like they were having way too much fun, which made me want. It's not something that I normally would have picked up, but they were having so much fun performing it. I was like, oh, what are y'all talking about? And so I was like, uh- add it to my cart. Uh, so you guys, how you guys perform are... Uh, can can be telling a lot of times i can you know at least for me i know when you guys <gasps> seem to be having fun versus oh look it's just another book <laughs> there's something well you know the saying oh there was a sparkle in the eye or you can hear the smile right, through right. the phone i think that right. that's one of those things sometimes that i hear when you guys are narrating that you know that i'm going oh they really did have a lot of fun with that one whether it's a scene or something else yeah, I think I was on a, a plane once and um, I saw my first episode of Dexter. I think it was the reboot. You know, I guess it went away for a little bit and then came back. And, you know, it was never a show that I would have watched before because, you know, murder, killing, blah, blah. But um, but I s- enjoyed it so much that I, I was like, okay, is is this a commentary on something? Should I be learning something from this? Like, oh, well, dear. as the girl that was born and raised in Miami, Florida, where the show takes place in Dexter, it was very interesting because it was a lot, uh, again, not my scene usually. I mean, I like a, de- a good detective and, and things like that. This was very much a detective police kind of show, but with the fact that they were also the murderer. And uh, it became a bit about like, oh, I know where that place is. Like, yeah, I'm not surprised that one got killed there. Uh, and others are like, yeah, you want to get rid of a body? <laughs> Go into the canal, get rid of it in the, in the, with the alligators. You know, people use right, farms right. for pigs. We have alligators for that reason. But it's definitely, yeah. that's a, that was a good show because I think it used, it, it made you question it. It made you question if he was really the bad guy or not based on how yeah. he was justifying his his killings right yeah and and it would like put me uh in an uncomfortable like hey this is kind of cathartic yeah. is it supposed to be cathartic? like uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're going i will i would have done it too but not really in case anybody's listening to these conversations <laughs> no 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 you would never you would never Yes, exactly. No, (laughs) not like I have a list of people. No. Anyways. uh, (laughs) But don't look at your phone. Yeah. Not the notes section. Not not the notes section. No, No, from watching that show, I know how to keep them. Anyways. um, (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. 
<laughs> yes, it was a good show. <laughs> but I did love the different in that show specifically that it was based in Miami. They did a really good job with the ethnicity in it and and showing mm-hmm. the diversification of what a full cast would be like and and you know how that works in that particular show because again in Miami we have people that have blue eyes and and blonde hair and are from you know fill in the blank in South America and then we have folks mm-hmm. that people are like oh yeah they're Cuban and they speak better English than you and I do so it's just one of those mm-hmm. things or I'm like myself they're like oh you're Latina and I'm like yeah but I can I'm gonna kill the Spanish language if we start talking uh <laughs> I can tell you where the bathroom mm-hmm. is <laughs> and so th- that's one of the, sh- the one of the shows that I think also was having that conversation about the importance of diversifying and diversity and inclusion when it came down to the characters and not not uh, casting either. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, like having true inclusivity and having those like deeper conversations, not just you know, okay, they're there, they're in the shot, okay, or oh look, the Latina's the gangster again, great, right? Oh look, <laughs> they get killed in the first uh-huh. five minutes. All right, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> oh look, yes, right. Okay, of course they own the Thai restaurant. They're not going to be the the scientist or anything like that no yeah right so i love is. i love that more shows are doing that yes um, but yeah. i also love that audiobooks are starting to be a lot more inclusive not only the the from yeah. a casting perspective but also the writing of the stories and we're having right. a lot of more uh, uh diversity in the author world where they're writing the stories and and being inclusive and showcasing not only just the bad stuff, because that's always, I think everyone automatically goes to that. Like, oh, look, you're right. Mexican. Does that mean you're a gangster? No, shut the fuck up. Uh, right. <laughs> you know? Right. Or just all this. Deep sigh. Right? No. Oh, no. <laughs> or also, oh, you're Latin, you're Mexican. No, I'm not. Okay. Right. <laughs> and things like that. And, you, you know, your background is also very, you know, because you have Chinese and Thai and American, you said, in your bio. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that for you what are your feelings on because there's a lot of conversation right now happening with casting and audiobooks and should it matter because of the voice not like in front of the camera and should you know should you be voicing if you're not all that and like what are your thoughts as someone from the community um, i love that there's more attention paid to things like that and i think it for, brings um a more uh nuanced experience to the listeners i would hope um even in things like like comedy or like you know the timing of a joke or like words that you know in a context if you are from the culture you know what this what this whole situation really this whole scene just feels really familiar and so you're able to convey that more versus um you know granted there's you know you're doing the whole book or you're doing you know half if it's you know shared with somebody but um but you know there's always somebody you know some guy cowboy from you know whatever louisiana that that i'm supposed to do too you know so you know i'm not that but but you know so you've got to do your best and there's kind of give and take but like for the main characters and the supporting characters like i love that there's more authenticity and more truer stories being told but also i love that listeners um 
audiobook listeners or or hard cover hard copy book readers are just more interested in hearing about other people's experiences and lives and i love seeing um like on bestseller lists like a lot more diversity in the in you know as it goes up like it's kind of creeping everywhere it's not um hopefully anyway not not just um people who are really paying attention to it you know and, and you know having to go out and seek it but it's everybody um hopefully or closer you know yeah i think it's um i think you have to seek it at least if from a business perspective as a reader oh, yeah for example, as a reader, I think the conversation has been, oh, you should. Yeah, you know what? If you want to diversify your reading and you want to learn, you know, do different things, that's okay. And it's okay if you don't want to. I'm not going to cancel or crucify you in however way, shape, or true. form because you true, ought true, true. to not read in fill in the blank right. culture, right? Right. Or ethnicity yeah, or language point. or something yeah. like that. But from a business perspective, now, if you're the author who you are as the business, then you're wondering what you want to write about that. And that's not your culture. Do your research, baby. Do oh, the, yeah. the, the, the yeah. homework and and, right. go, and go for it. Um, again, I'm not going to cancel you. I'm not going to crucify you or, or say, no, you shouldn't because you're not. You want to you want to write your heroine to be Latina. OK, great. Go for it. I would love to read it, but just do your homework, you know. Right. Add in how right. the mom uses Vicks for every cure. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right, right. You know? But yeah, like like you said earlier, like being honestly, like asking the hard questions and being respectful. Yeah. You know, so it's not just the mom with her Vicks, but right. it's, you know, she's got this whole backstory. Right. You know, and she's she's like a, a person, you know. Yeah. Or also the fact the fact that the, that that daughter who is the heroine is the first generation American doesn't have necessarily have an accent. I I know I have right. one. People are trying to figure out what it is and go. It's, I'm from Florida. That's what that is. Uh, <laughs> it's called Florida. It's called Florida, <laughs> Miami, Florida. You know where it's uh, and being bilingual. Uh, and, and it's just one of those things. But so don't automatically assume that a first generation first generation American child is going to have that accent either. So, again, it's, right. it's a lot about that research. But also, again, I'm, I'm not going to crucify someone that's not unless they didn't do the research. And that's a different conversation. But also as a business, I think uh, recently then one of the conversations was like Goodreads. They had all their 2023 best titles. Oh, yeah. And no diversity, not one. And I'm going, who right. in your team should get fired? <laughs> right. <laughs> because people That's are watching. That's a great point. Yeah. Because now you're on a huge public forum. Yeah. Um, yeah let's uh, think more carefully about make, some of these things. Yeah. yeah. And, and be conscious about it and be aware of it. Like if you're having an event, what does your signing authors and narrators you know what is that looking like for you right now and right and it's okay that if you happen to have it but if you're purposely not trying to make sure that the mix is nice in there because you got to add some seasoning spice to things to <laughs> right. right i mean there's an entire meme and you know things on tiktok about unfortunately you know, you know, you're not ethnic ethnic background if your you know if your chicken looks like white. Um, and then I also have a lot of friends that are completely white American, like gen multi generation. They're like Vivian. I'm like, listen, I know it's not you. You know how to cook, uh, but that's still funny. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, and it's like a lot of those, uh, like the the dieting programs, the, those kinds of apps. Like I can never do because none of them include spice, as far yes. as I could tell. Oh yeah. <laughs> Or my favorite, or they're like, yeah, you need to lower your sodium. I don't need any of this. 
Me neither. <laughs> you know, you know, you're sodium. I'm like, okay, but where's the spice? And I'm like, there's nothing. Right. I'm like, oh, yeah, I hear you. Let me type in flavor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, it's important to have that conversation. And I also, and I, as when I've had it with other individuals that are in ethnic groups, they also, the conversation with the narrative is, that, well, I don't want to be tie cast. I don't ever want to be the guy that, or the girl that only voices within my own community in a specific genre because of that. You know, I'm like, well, that's true too. Yeah, yeah that is totally true. Yeah. I do think, I mean, um, uh, knock on wood, I, I do seem to see like a, uh, the people that I'm following, uh, women of color, people of color, um, it, it does seem like there's variety, like there's not, or maybe I'm not noticing it. I don't know. I hope, I hope that's not the case, but it doesn't seem like people are being typecast and that casting directors are doing a really nice job of going, that voice fits for this, not that actor and you know his eyebrows fit for this you know like they're not really looking at like how you look so i would hope that that's the case and i hope i'm saying that right yeah yeah i think i think it's it's been it's been going well (laughs) yeah Yeah. i think it's been going well in a lot of things yeah and and people have been if it wasn't going well and it was addressed or brought to their attention, they've people have been looking into it and, and educating themselves and and learning right. and and going into that you know path of the correct way you know you know of being more inclusive uh, with everybody right. and everything. So that's that's the thing I'm seeing. That again, one of the many reasons why I love the romance community is the ability to have the conversations and learn. Um, unfortunately, right. we do live in this world uh, recently where everything it seems to be like, oh you don't agree with me i'm going to cancel your ass and i'm like sit down. yeah you don't yeah have to yeah cancel. Let's, let's like take a breath <laughs> yeah people make mistakes you know right and we you know people need to learn and they're not going to learn if you're going to crucify everybody every time someone makes a mistake they're going to you know try to keep things in secret versus having the dialogue now if you were told and you kept on doing this stupid shit that's a different conversation <laughs> right Right, right. Uh, yeah. And so I, I'm finding that when I look at these, um, whether it's the the annual lists or the, hey, what are you reading right now? I'm seeing so many more diversity in these books, uh, whether it's the characters yeah. or the even like, oh, look, it doesn't take place in New York. Yay. Uh, I love New York. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, you do know that there's other cities in this 50 states, right? Right. <laughs> right. A lot of really great ones. And really? not just for the, it's not just for the, you know, the winter romance when you go back home and, you know, fall in love, which is yeah, also I'm, great, but it doesn't have to be. That's not the only mm-hmm. option. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind going. I mean, like a great uh, Christmas, you know, novella. Oh, look, Vermont, right. because there's snow. But I mean, there's other places. There are many that, other places that have snow. Right. Or don't have, Lumberjacks have to do with winter. live everywhere. Yes, right. yes. You know, our Southern girls that don't get snow because of where we live, we still have something called winter. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Like, who's going to write that story that the guy that loves snow and winter and gets stuck in Florida <laughs> for Christmas? That would be hilarious. That would really? be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> someone needs to write that. They're like grumpy because they're not with the snow. I'm like, yeah. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> we, we, we all love a grumpy band, right? Right. Yeah. The banter for that <laughs> one's always great too. Mr. Sunshine's <laughs> and all that fun stuff. It's like, okay. Yeah. And I know someone's <laughs> listening to this and saying, thanks for the idea, Viv. 
get stuck in Florida. I love snow. Wrong place. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, what made you, or what is it that you love, actually? What is it about audiobooks that you love so much? I think just the depth that you're able to get into it, because um, you know, as a as just like a recreational reader, I I skim like crazy, you know. Um, so <laughs> I just go through, especially if they were like long, like you know, 19th century novels. Skim, 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 skim. All the details, everything skim. But um, <laughs> but like when you're doing an audiobook, you get to like get in the weeds and get in the dirt and kind of you know roll around it in a little bit and just like yeah the depth of it um so then it kind of feels like they the characters or these moments or scenes like stick with me for like years later and it's it's kind of it's a really nice feeling you go oh yeah you know i i actually got to know that person so um yeah i think that's what i love about it is just kind of getting in there yeah well i mean especially like you were saying the able to skip when it's a either ebook or paper you can kind of yeah. skip and then go oh went too far blah, 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 two pages uh, yeah can't right really do that with an audiobook um, that is true <laughs> i mean you could fall asleep and then just go ah screw it you know yeah. <laughs> you could um and i know some folks uh speed up the book for their own reasons i'm like okay mm-hmm. but uh <laughs> there's always a conversation if that's okay or not hey you, you do you boo but there's been many yeah. books that i've i probably would not have read not because they weren't good but they were really long and big and like the discovery mm-hmm. of witches is one of my favorite books and mm-hmm, it takes cool. it takes place a lot of it in france and so if I was reading, eyeball reading that stuff, I'd probably be like, and then they went to the chalet. Exactly. You know, then they went to the sounds like so French something, you know. <laughs> but right. to the audiobook, I was like, oh, that's how you pronounce that. Got it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it forces you to slow down. I think yes. uh, one of the first audiobooks I listened to it was like a bazillion years ago was a historical fiction. And I think um, I think it was about uh, Catherine the Great or Josephine, you know, who who was with Napoleon, something like that. But it was a book that I never would have picked up regularly. It would just happen to be one of the the biggest choices on the library shelves at the time. And so I got it and um and I was like riveted. And and I remember thinking that there were these passages like, oh, if this were in print, I would have skipped it. But <laughs> because the narrator was taking it so taking us through so nicely that she really just painted this whole world. And it was, yeah, it was amazing because she kind of forced you to sit down and go look around you here appreciate this you know and it was um yeah it was it was beautiful so yeah i think that's what i like about it yeah yeah especially sometimes when those scenes where the character is going through something like walking through a field or down a small town and they're describing every single rock and color minutiae kind of thing and you're going really why and you're going when to right stop <laughs> right because you're, it's to describe okay great there's flowers they're wonderful they're great but why and but then because it jerry award were one of those books um and i love her and her writing but she's very descriptive sometimes and it and it was one of those not her paranormal ones and mm-hmm. i'm like is this an audio oh thank you it is an audio great but then <laughs> but then i'm listening to that same exact scene that i was like really it's just a flower and coming from the headspace of the fact that she's a gardener 
and she's coming back to this place where she, her father used to work and and the that emotions are sense. there not yeah oh, i understand why they're describing every single thing in the way that they're doing it it's an emotional attachment that they have not me right. as the reader right. <laughs> right right but now you totally get it more yes. than you know had had i been you know my crappy old eighth grade self reader right. just going yeah skip skip, mm-hmm. skip. yeah right. i'm like oh, what's what happens at the end okay like oh, okay great uh and right. yeah it's definitely you guys provide that emotion that sometimes we might miss because we may not be in that mindset or we don't understand because we've never filled in the blank felt that way right it's right. definitely one of those when people talk about the whole ai thing and i'm like yeah let me tell you about that <laughs> right have you never taken a professional development ai course i mean jeez, <laughs> skip 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 i mean talk about uh, yeah that's when i try to multitask and do everything else as the girl that used to have to sit in her uh hr because i was i worked for you know the walt disney world company for 16 years mm-hmm. in hr so talk about mm-hmm. corporate fortune 500 there and mm-hmm. yeah. every year we would have to do these re you know re-educating our rush of other rules that we ourselves wrote uh, <laughs> and i'm also <laughs> thinking you know this lecture would be significantly more interesting if Sebastian York was reading it. Uh, <laughs> Hello. Yes. Or Can I sign up for your HR professional development course, please? Right. Or like <laughs> if Carolyn Gella was reading this, would it be significantly more in, in, in entertaining versus whatever AI that they at the time? And I get it that there's a place for it and maybe corporate America would be it. Um, but when I want emotion yeah. evoked and I want to, if the heroine is bantering with the hero because he is not dicing the potatoes the way that she wants him to, or she, he's ignoring her feelings, fill in the blank, whatever the argument is, mm-hmm. um, or if they're in love or and they're having that moment of like, yes, you are it. it I want human emotion. <laughs> right, right. You know, I want human emotion. Yeah, and I would almost argue that the that those corporate HR thingies would do well to have humans on there because because coming from coming out of those you know the sexual harassment seminars or like you know some of those other you know how to ethical ethical behavior in your business seminars um, and then being a listener and going okay what this is telling me is that this is unimportant to you and I should go multitask and I'll just speed through. these modules as quickly as possible. So the the message is this is boring and worthless. You know, so so then is sexual harassment, does that need that message anymore? I think no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you're 100 percent right in there. I mean, I remember now it was they they did this new thing with uh training and I was like, who is the voice person that did this because they need to be doing audiobooks i want to catch this <laughs> i did so much work i got great how do i find out who this person was and they did such a great job in nice. the See, most and you remember yes and i'm like yeah it was some of the and they, the, the script was written well too for it that's the other thing too mm-hmm. again this is where yeah, the author writers. the yeah. writers are so important whether right. it is a movie a book or you know, a script when it came down to something that's training that people are going to have to worry about and do and make sure that, you know, intellectual property isn't stolen and things like that too, sexual harassment, these writing, you know, the, the, the writers are important and then who's then is going to show, show that message across. But yeah, that was, you should have seen me. I was like, okay, guys, I need to know. 
you're stalking this uh who is the voice for well i don't know who the voice is well then also not, not it's not like you're in the ho- like i was one time i was in the hospital um for myself i was like great and i'm hearing a commercial and i'm like oh i know that voice <laughs> And sure enough, it was with a narrator that they were doing it commercial for Disney. And I'm like, I know that voice. I know who that is. So, cool. <laughs> so there's moments where I'm like, oh, I know who that is. And the times I'm like, I need to know. Because, you know, that is super cool. I want more. But yeah, it is. It's great. I mean, you guys, it's only been recently that you guys have been more in the public eye, per se, right? It used mm-hmm. to be a couple of years ago where we were, oh, great, audiobooks. Okay, I'm going to get in books on tape. And that was it. That was the conversation. It wasn't about how awesome the performance was or it wasn't about, oh, my God, Cindy, I just discovered this new narrator. Her name is Cindy K. What else can I devour from about them? So it, it's still a very relatively new thought process for fans and, and companies and everybody to be like, oh, you guys exist. And, but you're also human <laughs> and, and y'all have feelings and y'all have, you know, importance in, in performance and things like that, where before it used to be, like I said, oh, nonchalant kind of a thing. Like, oh, yeah, I listened to the book by so I don't know who the narrator was. Now it's like, <laughs> Cindy, did you hear Cindy in this book? Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and also the fact that we could send you a note going, Cindy, that scene Oh my God, was it as much fun for you as it was me listening to it, you know? I do love that. Like mm-hmm. DMs from people, nice DMs from people. <laughs> I love how she clarifies that. Nice DMs from people. Um, but are like, yeah, they totally make my day because it's not like, you know, it's not like a, you know some celebrity with like a million followers or something. It's not like... Uh, maybe other people are getting a gazillion messages, but I, d- I don't get too many. So like the ones I do get, I'm like, oh, yay, sparkles for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I still get excited when I send out an email and like, hey, do you want to be my guest? And I'm like, nah, 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 I don't know. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay, good. You really? Okay, great. Thanks. <laughs> and you know, 10 years later, I'm still doing that. And I still have that feeling. So I think that. So cool. It is. I really is. And I and I love it when the fact that when you guys have that ability to be on social, I'm not saying that y'all have to, in case you're listening to this and you're going, I don't have a social. It's okay if you don't. It's okay. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but it's also able that it's nice to it. With that said, right. though, I know that I, I make the example about did you have as much fun in that scene as it sounded like it? Uh, what is your favorite type of scene to perform? Oh, uh, let me see. I do love the banter. I do love, uh, I think just usually whatever the main character just flipping out and getting, you know, really, (laughs) you know, they're about to murder somebody or they want to murder somebody. um, And they're just, you know, letting it all out or, you know, these like deep emotional heartfelt ones. I think maybe just the emotional extremes, I think, are just (laughs) really fun. So if anyone's writing a bipolar character, uh, <laughs> that one minute is like I hate you. The next minute, but I really do love you. But then again, I that might you, be yes. yeah, could be any one of us any moment, <laughs> right? But the, the, that's the thing, though, is that you know we're mm-hmm. all kind of conditioned. Maybe if this is a North American thing, is this just the please tell me it's not just my family thing? But that that you're supposed to be even keeled and like even keeled is good, you know. But you've got all this crap you know underneath and you it sometimes it feels good to say you know i want to punch that tree and i'm gonna go (laughs) and just you know go to a boxing class or just you know lie down on the floor and scream and cry sometimes we need this um 
So it's just, it feels a little bit more honest. Yeah. And, and genuine and authentic. And I think yeah. that that's also part of the conversation that we're having as human beings is realizing that when it comes down to different cultures and backgrounds and, and ethnicities, we all have different upbringings. And my upbringing as a Latina in Miami is completely different than an upbringing of someone that's also Latina in, in, you know, Colombia or that of you right. of, you know, Thai Chinese descendancy, but also being Thai and Chinese. I mean, and, right. and also people thinking like, Oh, so you're Latin. So you're like, listen, my mom was from Chile. My dad was from Cuba and my grandmother was Argentinian and all three of them were in my house. Uh, <laughs> And, and yeah. I'm, right. And I'm like, so there's different dialects, different, you know, all sorts of different things. Sensibilities, right. Yes. And, and how we behave and generational, yeah. generational right. too. Totally, totally. And, and if we had a grandparent living with us at the time and things like that, and, and, and how we grew up with that. And, and it's just, there's so many different things that I, I know right now people like on TikTok are like, oh yeah, I have generational trauma. And I'm trying to be like, I wasn't abused or, or anything like that. And then I see the examples. I'm like, oh, telling That's me to suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. <laughs> or not expressing myself emotionally. Oh, that's what that. Oh, maybe a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, totally. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, it's not just you. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's, it's a generational slash, you know, being, you know, uh, you know, these realizations. Yeah. yeah. And I, even now the, I think there's also, again, and, and it sucks that I'm kind of mentioning it again, but TikTok, I found that there's actually a, a psychologist on TikTok that is for uh, first generation Americans for, for children of immigrants, basically, even if you were born somewhere else, really? but you migrated into the, yeah, because it's, it's been found study shows that uh, children of immigrants have had a different upbringing than those of born and raised in the exact same location. So this could also mean that it could be that you your family immigrated from here to France. You're still a child of mm -hmm. immigrants and stuff like that. Uh, I think sometimes right. people automatically think it's coming into it. But I was very Americanized in you know in my household. There was Spanish inside, English outside, mm -hmm. and culturally, I can tell you about food, but that's about it. Um, mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times people have this misconception of like, I'm supposed to be more aware of that or not. So I'm never, I'm not Latin enough and I'm not American enough. And that's very weird to be stuck yeah. in there. Yeah, I and, totally get that. Yeah. So that's one of those things when we see um, and having those comments, like, is it just me? No, it's not just you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That's nice that the, that the uh, mental health community is kind of like uh, opening up to, to that because that, mm -hmm. that totally makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, it's like, it's, you're going at, cause again, good upbringing, but you know, two family households and stuff like that. And you're going, I wasn't traumatic. And then the beginning, I'm like, Oh, well, maybe, but it looks yeah, like, that's it's actually not, is trauma. <laughs> yeah. But maybe not like in such a negative, like abusive way. It's still trauma, but we still trying to figure out what that looks like. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember for a long time, I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I can't do like therapy. I can't do stuff like that because I, because it, it feels uh, very Western to me sometimes, or very often where it's like, you know, and maybe it's like my upbringing, but I'm like, you know what? Sometimes not talking about it is the solution. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to talk about it. 
Yeah, right? And you're going, like, yeah, that's oh going to work oh. nuts. <laughs> I know. Like, oh, maybe yeah. there's something to consider. So I feel like maybe there's like a little bit, I need I need a, a, a shallower ramp to get there. <laughs> well, even, I mean, I remember sometimes, uh, like even comfort food sometimes, like when people are like, oh, what's your comfort food? People are like burgers, meatloaf. And I'm like, um, rice and eggs. They're like, what do you mean rice? And I'm like, yeah, yeah like boiled, you, you know, get your rice yep. or you can also do my, you know, mashed potatoes and fry yep. an egg and stick it on top of it and just crack the yolk. And there you go. And they're like, you, they look at right. And they're Yum. looking at me like you poor thing. Like you like, no, 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 that's delicious. <laughs> that's yeah. the you don't understand the steamy, steamy hot right out of the thing. Rice mm-hmm. with like, yeah. The, for me, it's like a, a fried egg with a little bit of fish sauce on rice. See, I yeah. would have never thought to add the fish sauce on it. But culturally, you got, you know, it's yeah. the ethnicity. That is definitely something that you guys would do. Like, I also know some people that Americans that put ketchup in rice. I'm going, why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all have our own biases. Um, yeah, but totally. See, you so you know about the rice and the eggs yay yeah there is a comfort that's a yeah. strong thing right? <laughs> and now i don't feel weird about mentioning stuff i'm like well cindy knows about it <laughs> see we validated each other yes exactly <laughs> so when you're not working um and maybe cooking up dinner like this with fried rice and uh, fried with rice and fried eggs uh when what do you want now working what do you do for fun um, I, my, my favorite like weekly thing is to go for a long ass walk across town, uh, get something to eat with my family and then, um, walk it off back. Oh, so it's nice. just, yeah, it's just like a, yeah, just walk and eat and spend time with people that you that's like. My, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's my favorite thing. Yeah. That is nice. <laughs> friends, friends and food is pretty much, yeah, the best. Yeah. Definitely. Um, what's your favorite word? Oh God! Not a curse word. Oh, that's God, the second part of my my question for it. I always oh, okay, speculate okay. that because they're like, like that. No. <laughs> my favorite word. That yeah, I uh, I have no idea. Um, I think uh, yesterday, the day before, somebody I think the word audacity came up, and I was like, that is a great word. That is a hilarious word. <laughs> Okay, you know, just how you pronounce it, like oh, yeah, some yeah, audacity, but yeah, audacity, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what's your favorite yeah. curse word? Oh, I have many. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, so. So, I live in Utah. Um, mm-hmm. So, I felt like before I moved here, I felt like I had to clean up my language, and then it did not work, and it backfired. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, because I was having, you know, all this, then if you don't let it out, you know, you just have this like pent up anger and it just like, you know, it's, it's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So, so I think, um, at the time when it was backfired, it was, um, my go-tos were, uh, Jesus fucking Christ and mm-hmm. oh my fucking God. <laughs> nice yeah, combination. Usually, yeah. They're nice. <laughs> yeah. They, they cover a lot. Yeah. Definitely. See, and so is there any specific curse words in entire Chinese that you like? Because I know there's some in Spanish for me that I'm like, oh, if um, you hear me saying some of those words, you know you're in trouble. 
There are, but usually, usually um, it's, it's, uh, it was one of my parents saying it probably at us, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, so it's not something that they're not words that I usually use um, just because I'm more used to the English, but, uh, but like, I always find it like hilarious or, or, you know, yeah, usually hilarious when I say it. This trip, it's always some words that I'm going, hmm, yeah, just, just, uh, could we have them too? And if we were to translate them, it just makes no sense. Yeah, like, it like, makes m- absolutely no sense. No sense. Like, I, like in <laughs> Cuba, when you like something pisses you off, something you, at the me cago en diez, which is I shit on 10. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I don't know why. I, I, yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> right. And plus, the curse words across cultures are not, um, they're not like in an equal relationship, you know, like sometimes there are words that like cross like shit and fuck, you know, or like damn and shit or, you know, whatever. So like they, they like embody a different headspace or different feeling. Yes. And the different levels, like you're, you're sort of pissed off. And then yeah. if you use this other word, then you're like, oh, she really getting pissed off. And then the other right. word comes out and you're like, oh, you need to run. And, uh, <laughs> um, right, but that's the same right. thing, like even when expressing love, you know, and then and, and like that love emotion or that caring emotion, there's only so many different words. Um, and but, right. you know, a slide like to give different levels. Um, <laughs> right. Or, or yeah, I mean, just like how different cultures um, flirt. Or, or, you know, their banter, mm-hmm. um, where you have words, I don't know if there's a word in English where you have just had it with somebody, except that mm. you like them. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, they have just like hit your limit. And so, you know, you want to kill them and you're telling them that you want to kill them. But, you know, really, it's not. Yeah, there's not that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I don't think in English it's like that, but I I remember something like that in Spanish too, where it's just like, I I just can't with you anymore. I just can't. And it's not in the, I'm upset with you. I want to off you. It's just like, I can't with you because I love you so much, you know? And it's just like, yeah. I love you, but get out of my face at this moment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. There's a few of those. That's for sure. My favorite too is like, when you're you're with different dialects within the same language and in one that word means straw and another one that means penis uh, <laughs> and you're going like, who's your audience like yeah like who's your die. audience yeah yeah, yeah. Right. i still remember that my, my my mom i can hear her laughing um when she tell the story where she was 16. so again she is she's from chile and the but they're all argentinian so all her older brother because she's the baby uh, her older brothers and her parents are from Argentina that move over to Chile and then she's born. So nothing mm-hmm. like coming into your house all excited about, you know, in this case, getting a job and telling your mm-hmm. entire family. And in this case, not only your siblings that are all male, but also some cousins that are in town that are also all male and saying the word like pinche, yo pinche, which means I got <laughs> a job in Chile, but in Argentina, it means I had sex. <laughs> And Lovely. yeah, I was like, oh, when she told me Ooh. that story, I was like, oh, how are you still alive? 
<laughs> all the boys in the neighborhood are still alive. It's I know, right? And I'm like, how did that? No, how was that not another war? <laughs> right, right, right. And, and so I and, love yeah. those things, though, because you just miss out on all these potentially awesome jokes. Yes, <laughs> you know, right. All oh, of the languages, all the different languages. <laughs> but you also like, okay, who's your audience? I had to think about that sometimes. Like, right. okay, when they say certain words in English or Spanish, now I'm like, okay, what does that mean? Um, right, right. But having to yeah. overthink it, but so worth it when you say it, right? <laughs> Right. Yeah. Because my parents, um, my parents, uh, they're, my grandparents are ethnically Chinese. And so then they ran to Thailand and my parents were born in like a small refugee camp like area in like Southern Thailand. So they grew up with like a ton of refugees. And because of that, because, you know, kids want to play and make friends, they just ended up learning like handfuls of languages like, I think my mom knows six and my dad knew five or something like wow. that. But, um, but you know, just because you wanted to play with people. Yes. So, <laughs> so you just like learn them. And because of that, you know, and then they married each other. So then um, the jokes that they tell or the words that they say, like, I get so confused because mm-hmm. I don't know what language you know okay i know that's a swear word but what language is it from or like i know that's an idiom but what language is that from um so i don't know it's confusing but you know but then they have you know six five or six times the the options for jokes right (laughs) like the options for like hilarity yes yeah (laughs) or or or, you know being very very upset at you but making it sound nice (laughs) Exactly. No, I always, I always, yeah, I understood them. I just didn't know which language to attribute it to. (laughs) Or did you ever get in trouble for saying it in a specific word when in one language it's a curse word in another animal language, not so much? Yeah, I I think, yeah, 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 because it's more like curse words that are okay for boys to say, but not okay for girls to say, things like that. That was part of it too. That was part yeah, of it. Totally, yes, totally. Yes. Yeah, the gender thing is a whole the, different conversation. Oh god. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. That it. Yes, it is. <laughs> but I remember sometimes hearing my dad say something. I'm like, Dad, you said a bad word. And he goes, No, no, it's not a bad word. And then I'm like, Blah 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 to my mom. And they're like, Stop saying that bad word. Dad said it wasn't a bad word. Or right. Right. <laughs> and then I got the that's yeah. when I got the education where like, okay, dialect. And I'm like, oh. So then I would right. be like, who's in the room? Mom's in the room. I can't say that word. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah. Well, you hopefully you do. You learn them quick. <laughs> and you learn to be observant in those right. in those areas of your you know who's in the audience literally even if it's just an audience of one uh you, you learn quickly how to say and what to say not to say and how to say it because tone was also a huge thing in oh, culture yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but hopefully you haven't given anything away because i know that we uh, one of the things i love to do is play the game of two truths and a lie and sometimes oh, in okay. conversations we you know you oh, something see. and i'm like and and I'm like, let me see. Uh, so this is where you're going to tell us three things about okay. yourself. I gave okay. you homework. Did you get your homework done? <laughs> I, I did. I did. Good. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you can, some people are good at on the spots. Most are not. So I'm like, I'm going to give it to homework. So this is where you tell us three things about yourself of which two are truth and one's a lie. And we have to figure out which one's the lie. So whenever you're okay. writing, you can tell us your three okay. things. Um, I got sick on the it's a small world ride 
the next one is I was a newscaster. And the last one is I play the drums. Mm. Are you guessing? Yes. I always say we, because I really wish and hope that (laughs) the listeners are also playing along. Otherwise, it is just me, myself, and nobody else. And that's okay, too, damn it. Uh, (laughs) It is okay. It is okay. okay. Yeah, and that's fine. (laughs) And getting sick on It's a Small World ride in Disney. Um, I can I can kind of see how that is because for those that may not have ever been on this ride, it is a boat ride in water. It's there's not a huge wave, but sometimes there is a dip here and there. And if you get seasick and you're sensitive, you might. So that might be a possibility. And so the other options were you are a newscaster and that you play the drums. And this is mm-hmm. all about the details. Because <laughs> you guys are really good at this. They're like, yeah, I do play an instrument, but I think the drums, um, for an example. Um, oh, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. So, sick on It's a Small World, newscaster, or drums. Hmm. Shit, I kind of want to say that the truth, uh, rather the lie, is um, that you play the drums. Correct. <laughs> I didn't do it right. I should have no. done it harder. No, you did it right. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I played the drums. Yeah. Well, the drums are not the easiest right. to play. There really isn't. And there's some folks out there that say I play the drums and like, no, boo, you don't, but I love you. Uh <laughs> I wish yeah. I did. I'm very impressed by drum players, but but yeah, I I I can't I can't figure it out. No, it's a lot of drum, it's a lot of rhythm <laughs> and and being and also physicality. People don't realize I'm like, oh, they're, they're sitting down, I'm like, look, dude, there's a lot of four going different on. things going on. No. Yeah. <laughs> And keeping Five, case, yeah. and, so, and some yeah. drummers are now singers too. I'm like, wow, yeah, like at yeah. the same time as they're drumming, like, dude, right, right. Yeah. That, yeah, that's a lot to juggle. It is. So you got sick on it's a small world. I did. It Aww. wasn't. I do get kind of seasick, but not not that seasick. Okay. It was because I went on one of those centrifuge rides <gasps> just before, oh, and I oh so God. I got. It was really I should so you have, were, but I yeah. got on the ride sick, and and then the bobbing up and down just put mm-hmm. me over. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it's one of those rides that I tend to go on when it's really hot outside and I need to cool off <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. it's a small world after all is the only thing that's said in this ride, um, and uh, but it's it's visually. <laughs> It's stunning. I think visually they've done a really good job of, I you know, kind of like showcasing all the different cultures and worlds and mm-hmm. different, uh, you know, ethnicities that they have in there. Mm-hmm. But they need to work on the on the verbiage because it's a song that literally doesn't end. Um, and it's the same verbiage <laughs> over and over again. It's a small world after all. I mean, there's even a joke right, right. that over I heard. I heard, right, right. oh yeah, from an interpreter at Disney. <laughs> Dude, is, and then, was, and yeah. then it just repeats right well etc et yeah well the thing is that you know i so i took some uh i had you know technically a third language of mine is sign language um but i'm not fluent on it so any opportunity that i had to take courses on it that had that ever has come up i've, I've taken more just to refresh cool. and relearn and there was mm-hmm. an opportunity for me to take some sign language classes through disney uh when i was working there and um, one of the stories that this interpreter was telling us, so he is hearing 
Um, his brother is not. And that's how, you know, they, we kind of get a little bit like, how did you get started conversation happening? Mm-hmm. And he said that he was so excited when his family came to visit him, including his friend, his excuse me, his brother. And mm-hmm. they went on the ride and this ride was, it's a small world. And when you are hard of hearing or deaf, we do have these devices that will, you know, everything is written out so electronically. Mm-hmm. And so they're on the ride and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's going on for a little bit. And the brother, you know, jabs his disguise on the elbow uh, and he goes, I think my device is broken. <laughs> and he goes, no, no, it's not. No, sorry. And then he, he kind of <laughs> a little more on the ride. He goes, no, seriously, uh, you know, he's signing. I think my device is broken. And he's telling his brother who, who, you know, he's trying not to laugh because he knows what he was referring to. Um, And he goes, no, it's not. It's not. He goes, it has to be broken. It's the same thing over and over and over again. It's a small world after all. It's a small world after all. He goes, yeah, that's the song. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, that's so bad. (laughs) It's not broken device. There's no glitch in the issue. That is this is this is what he goes like. Welcome to my world. I'm hearing it. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. bad, I know. But I was like, yeah. Okay, and then you did work at the newscaster. I did, yeah. Um, it was an English language uh, channel in Bangkok. Mm. For a little bit, yeah. It was really yeah. fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. you had fun. It's good. Yeah, having fun when you're working is important. Sometimes, always the case, but to find those moments is good. That's good. Well, thank you for yeah. playing with me. It was a good one. <laughs> thank you. Well, I, it wasn't good enough. No, here's uh, no, you did good. <laughs> I have this thing where I can figure it out. You know, sometimes oh. it's all in it's all in the D. Sometimes like I've I've realized sometimes when they've overgiven and too much information, that's probably the lie. Um other times when it's the more simplest one, um, it that could be the lie. So it's a lot of like uh, body language virtually. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also mm-hmm. y'all have gotten some really good ones where it's like really detailed on all three of them and potentially to happen possibilities are 100 percent, and you've gotten me a few times so you, you're good it's always good <laughs> so when, the next time i do this i'm gonna i'm gonna ask I, i'm gonna call you up for some coffee or something and uh, you can help me come up with some that will yes. dump somebody else yes totally <laughs> <laughs> yes definitely for sure uh, before we go tell us what you're currently working on and what is coming up next for you that you can share I am currently prepping for a gorgeous, um, let me say like domestic suspense. Um, yeah, it's like time travel and um, suspense. Yeah, mystery. Yeah, it, it's very, very cool. But I, um, that's one I can't talk about. Uh, cannot. I mean, um, the one I, uh, the ones that are out now um, are coming out soon. Uh, January. Second is uh, Lisa Yee's The Misfits, book one. Um, super fun YA. I adore it. And then another one, rom-com with, with banter that I love, um, Jennifer Chen's Artifacts of an Ex. Mm. So both of them, yeah, very, very cool. Nice. And that one's also January 2nd. Yes. I like that, Artifacts of an Ex, thinking yep. about those boxes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the burn burn party type <laughs> yeah exactly nice those all sound fun 
Yeah, you have a bunch that are up for pre-order. I'm looking at it now. Death by Demo. That's interesting. Uh, <laughs> a, home reven- a home renovation mystery. Yeah, that's that- a cozy. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going, I may want to hold off on that project. I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, there's a misfit, the royal conundrum. Yeah, it's always great. I love it when uh, you can't see in advance. But I also love it that you were sharing us that it's a domestic suspense, time trial, and mystery. Because I, I understand not being able to tell us what the topic or the or rather the title of it is or anything like that. But I love those little little hints that you guys can give. So that's great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. You sound like you had fun recording these two anyway. So that's always a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much Um for thank being my guest and, and hanging out with me. It's been so much fun. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. For those that are not following Cindy yet on social media, I'm going to make sure to include all her links within the post for this episode over at BBM and Chance of the Books. You guys can follow and not have to go hunting for them. And until next time, happy listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of our audiobook loving podcast, Patreon. The Audiobook Loving Podcast has special Patreon access levels. Join today to receive benefits including early access to episodes, shoutouts, special exclusive content, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash audiobookloving. We thank you for your support. Thank you for joining us on the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, hosted by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. For links and more information discussed in today's episode, previous podcasts, or the Audiobook Lovin' series, please visit our website, vivianaenchantressofbooks.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a positive review wherever you listen to our podcast. Until next time, happy listening.